Two TV Sports Tosh and Jerry podcast is back. Today we've got a big announcement. The Two TV boys would love to welcome Nick Robin to the squad. Good friend of mine. Has some great sports takes. Super entertaining dude. He's going to have his own podcast presented by Two TV Sports. The Knicks Picks podcast will drop Mondays, mainly be covering basketball, some pop culture too. We're pumped to have Nick, so be on the lookout for that podcast. We got Nick here. We're going to talk some basketball. Excited about that. And uh, then we're going to get to some college football. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to change it up a little bit for our NFL locks and upsets this week. So I'm excited about that one. And uh, if you want to get the second half of our, our basketball talk with Nick, check it out Monday. Nick's picks coming on. Nick, thanks for being here today, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I mean, I've been talking with Tosh for a while now about collaborating, so I'm glad we can finally do this. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, pumped. I, I'm pumped to have you, Robin. I love NBA free agency. It's like you can go sit down in a Jersey Mike's and you're just going to be watching ESPN and just every 30 seconds, a new breaking news, breaking news. I mean, you guys saw all the action that went on on, uh, what was it, Friday now? Was yeah, the first t- day of free agency? And Twitter's on fire always throughout free agency the first couple of days. It's awesome. I know. It's just amazing to watch. And there, I mean, there's definitely some... Uh, signings that came out of nowhere i mean a big one i would say was that gordon hayward trade i was like i thought he was a perfect fit in indiana a team that actually has playoff hopes now he's just gonna be stuck in charlotte with Lamelo ball we're gonna see how that presents itself and i don't know i don't know the roster too well but i mean how many veterans do they have on that team that are gonna teach Lamelo ball because i don't really see Lamelo ball and gordon hayward really hanging out off the court or being a mentor to him i just don't see those two really clicking yeah, as because. a Celtics fan, it's a it's an interesting signing. I mean, I'm super happy the Celtics didn't give him 120 over four. Like that's insane. I mean, he had that opt-in year for 38 million, and you know he could have opted in, but he wanted that long-term security. What sucks though is that like the Celtics didn't do a sign trade, although maybe they're working one out, and like they kind of got nothing for him. Even though I guess it's Hayward's decision to opt out and leave, uh, but maybe it'll help the Celtics with some you know ball rotation some from some some facilitating um but and they honestly they didn't need hayward i mean they have jalen brown they have jason tatum they have kemba walker he was basically the fourth option when gordon hayward is a he's a solid two option on a championship team i believe i don't think he's good enough to be a number one option which is what he's getting paid as but really charlotte Hornets need anything to stay relevant right now they might as well get michael jordan back on the court because i think he could do better than some of the guys they currently have on the team yeah, and, and one one thing on the Celtics is the Celtics had Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, and Gordon Hayward and managed to get nothing for those three guys. Like it's crazy that they had those guys. They had Tatum and Brown and they just they it doesn't I mean, to me it doesn't yeah, seem like they're off season. Yeah, but hold on. But Horford wanted a long term contract and he was getting a little bit up in age and he's not like a crucial piece. Uh who's the other guy you mentioned that that left without getting somebody besides Kyrie? Him? Uh, okay but every Celtics fan (laughs) was ready to drive Kyrie to the airport like get the hell out of my city Kyrie was nothing but a disaster for this team no chemistry egotistical egomaniac can't be the leader of your team like cannot carry the franchise I'm thrilled to be rid of Kyrie like how are you gonna sit here and say that the Celtics would be better off if they still had him there's no way yeah let's get to the Celtics offseason I mean adding uh Jeff Teague Tristan Thompson my boy Pritchard um, Aaron Naismith, they lost Hayward, Canner, Wanamaker. I mean, to me, this is a, unless Tatum and Brown get a lot better, like I don't see where the improvement's really going to be coming from. 
I would say the biggest move they made, though, was getting Tristan Thompson because that's the one hole they had on their team is they didn't have, like, a solid center, rebounder, enforcer. And Tristan Thompson, I mean, he ain't, he's not seven foot, but he's 6'10", 6'11". He's played in big games in the finals for the Cavs, and he's a veteran presence in a team that's pretty young for the most part. So I think Tristan Thompson is an amazing addition to the team. It's exactly yeah. what they need a guy play defense, grab boards, and that's all. They have the offense. They just don't really have that interior presence. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. The Tristan Thompson signing is huge because they're paying him less than they would have been paying Miles Turner if we did a sign and trade with Hayward. Uh, we're, we were super undersized. Like, we need a big, and Tristan Thompson's proven that he can get you boards and, like, be a consistent guy that you can play down the stretch. So I'm, I'm thrilled with that. And then the other huge move, obviously, that we haven't mentioned yet, is the Celtics offering Jason Tatum, my favorite player, the max contract. He gladly accepted it. Like, why would you want to leave Boston? You're the face of the franchise. Um, but instead of like talking about what a great signing that is, I'm going to propose this, like uh, Brandon Ingram got signed to the max and Donovan Mitchell did as well. So like of those three dudes, who do you want on your franchise most? Uh, you definitely want Tatum. And I don't really think that's even close, but I just want to pump the brakes for a second on uh, Tristan Thompson. I mean, everyone's talking about how this is such a great move. Like Tristan Thompson's all right, but he's no, he's no star. I mean, if Tristan Thompson's in your starting lineup or final five, like, I don't think that's a great position to be but in. Tosh, like we, he's, we don't need another star. Like we have Kemba, Jalen and Jason all have the ball in their hands. We don't need another ball handler. That's like a needy dude. Like Tristan Thompson's the perfect fit. Like, He's not demanding the ball. He's very low key. Like does everything you need him to do. Like defensively, you don't need, sound. A, call. You don't need a call plays for him. And I, you said something about the starting five. This guy won a championship being in the starting five for the Cavaliers. Yes, they had LeBron James. Yes, they had Kyrie Irving. But he was still on that team playing crunch time minutes for them in the finals against the Warriors. And you're not going to see a team like the Warriors in the finals anytime soon. A team that has shooters across the floor that are going to bring Tristan Thompson out to the perimeter. You're not going to see that as likely like the Warriors. The Warriors are once in a generation kind of team. And it's a cheap contract too for Tristan Thompson. What are they paying like $9 million a year? Like it's pretty team yeah. friendly. And, and then like, it's not even a long-term deal either. So like if you have him for a year or two, like it's not going to hurt your team. The addition of Tristan Thompson is a great move. Doesn't hinder the Celtics in any way. I, I, I think, think it's I'd a rather... fine move, but I don't think it's like a game-changing move. That's all I think of it. And I don't think it's going to elevate the Celtics to beating the Lakers, like, and so. Oh, you maybe the best team in the NBA. There's I mean, one Tristan Thompson sign. Like, clearly, at, one obviously at, signing Tristan Thompson's not going to at put this point there. for me. Like, with the Celtics, I mean, they've been in a pretty good position. They've had all these assets. Like, it's time to win something. Like, it's time to get to the finals. And I just hey, don't I'd know. Rather if Tristan, have Thompson. Tristan Thompson at nine million than Al Horford at thirty million. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Tosh, you just mentioned the Lakers and, like, the Celtics and them, but, I, like, they, I think it's pretty well publicized, had a great offseason. Like, they basically exchanged Rondo for Dennis Schroeder, and I think that's an upgrade. Uh, you got Rick for Dwight. Yeah, exactly. Dwight Howard's gone, JaVale's gone, and they have Montrez Harrell, who I guess is, like, you know, I like him as a six-man off the bench, so I, like, I don't think he's much worse than dwight or javel at least to have like in the locker room so I, I mean i think the lakers actually got better as defending champs which sucks i so i understand the lakers have been getting so much praise and like they won the championship but i don't i don't know i i don't think they got much better they might not have gotten worse but harrell is decent but you saw like he 
didn't really make an impact in the playoffs. Uh, Schroeder is decent too, but he's not really a great shooter. And um, I don't, I just don't know if he's going to be like in their final five. Gasol to me looked pretty old in the bubble and Wesley Matthews. He was on my bucks last year and like, like the guy, but he's just not very good anymore. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, get, I think he's coming off the bench. Like, that, those are depth guys there. I mean, I don't think he's going to be. I'd rather starting. have Wesley Matthews and J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's but true. I think losing uh, Danny Green wasn't great. Bradley didn't play, but I think those two guys are kind of big losses. And and uh, Rondo, I think, is also somewhat of a big loss. Like, I'm not going to say the Lakers got much worse, but like all this talk about their off season be, is like really elevating their team to being something much better. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really see that to be honest. I th- I do think the Clippers got, I think Ibaka is a huge get for the Clippers, but I guess we'll get to them in a second. But as someone from SoCal, it's great to see a big, big swinging contest between the Clippers and the Lakers, which it basically was. And Marcus Saul, I think he, that, the that- the deal for the Lakers. Yes, he's not this all four to five years ago, but in limited minutes, that's all we need. White Howard, great in limited minutes last year. Gasol was still effective in limited minutes last year. I think he played around 22 a game, and that's really all the Lakers need. For so I think, if anything, the Lakers got better, which is completely unfair to the rest of the league. Yeah, it's it's looking good for the Lakers when you have LeBron and you add some pieces. And yeah, I I, I like that Mark, Mark Gasol addition a lot. Like Defensively, he's pretty solid. I don't know how much you can give you on offense, but that's not really what they need on a team with Anthony Davis and LeBron. So I'm not really worried about that. All right, Nick, I know you're a little bit short on time, so I'm going to give you the option here of the last team you want to talk about. We got the Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets, uh, Portland Trailblazers, or, you know, go off the board. Anyone, anyone you want. The Mavericks. They added Josh Richardson. I think that was a solid pickup. Uh, adding Trevor Ariza. They got some draft picks. Uh, lost Seth Curry. Uh, one of the Curry brothers and uh, Delon Wright, Justin Jackson. So, to me, this is a this is a net positive. I think Josh Richardson is better than Curry, and I think Ariza could potentially play in crunch time for them. So, to me, that's adding two kind of crunch time players. While they're not amazing, you got those two guys. You got Luca. You got Porzingis. Um, I think that's a solid group. Now, I don't think that they did enough to beat the Lakers unless Porzingis and Luca really get better. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give them an, an average grade, I would say. So Ariza, my take on him is he's always the guy you throw in the trade or like, I guess you sign who's better on paper than he actually is on the court. And like the only thing that comes to my mind, Trevor Ariza is standing in a corner, getting a kick out and occasionally hitting the three. Um, I don't, dislike the Mavericks moves. I just don't like them either. It's just, I'm just so lukewarm on them. Like, I don't think they actually improve their team at all. Like Lucas still gonna have the ball in his hands all the time. Kristoff still needs to get healthy and they didn't add another big piece. I think what they're doing is just buying time and cap space for the big free agency class of 2021, which like, if you're a Mavs fan, you know, you're cool to just let Luca ball out basically this year and carry you to a first or second round playoff exit until, uh, you know, next season's free agency. And I think the Mavs fans would take that. I mean, I think the Seth Curry loss is going to be huge. I mean, he really opens up the floor. The guy's, I think, top five all-time in three-point percentage. So that's a huge loss, although he isn't as good defensively as a Josh Richardson. And I see, I think Luka's going to take even another step forward, which is saying a lot, because he averaged nearly a 30-point triple-double last year, which 
hasn't been done since, I mean, I guess outside of Russell Westbrook since the 60s with Oscar Robertson. So I think they're definitely playoff contenders. They're, they definitely don't have enough to compete with the Lakers, but I mean, we'll see if Luca takes another level, if Chris Tapps takes it another level and they add someone at the trade deadline, you never know. They took the Clippers to six games last year and arguably could have won if Porzingis doesn't go down. So there's a lot of upside here, but I think, as Jared said, they're waiting till 2021 free agency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I would I would love to keep talking to you about this. Um, we're definitely going to keep doing this on the pod. Uh, you know, Tosh, if you just want to wrap up quick, I'm, Nick, I'll see you on the pod Monday. Can't wait for that. Excited to talk more. Uh, with Nick about Denver, Miami, the Bucks, my Bucks, what they did, uh, the Brooklyn Nets with KD, all the other NBA stuff. I'd uh, love to have Nick on, on the pod and have an NBA guy on the pod. So thanks, Nick. And uh, let's transition here, Jerry. College football. Hey, thank um, you guys very much. I'm going to peace out now and uh, look forward to seeing you guys yeah, in the next pod. So, Jerry, college football, uh, the, the rankings came out. And uh, the Ducks, our Ducks, got a little bit insulted. The Pac-12 got insulted there. Um, the top, the, the top four, I would say, are pretty shocked. And you had a uh, Texas A&M at five over Florida. I thought was they're still uh, favoring that win that Texas A&M has. So we'll see how long that lasts. But um, what are your thoughts? Like I haven't talked to you about this yet. So yeah, I mean, you're pretty heated that the Ducks are are low, which I think is funny. Um, I mean, 15th is a little bit brutal for a power five conference to have their best team at. Although I guess the counter argument, which I was telling you is we barely squeaked by UCLA. And you know, I guess you were telling the UCLA is good. You know more about them. Than I do. Uh, but the ducks obviously need the style points to win. Um, I don't really have an issue though. If you look at the teams ahead of them, like on a neutral field, I'm not positive based on what we've seen out of the ducks that they'd be favored on, on a neutral field. Like Texas A&M, I think should be favored. Definitely. Um, since BYU is interesting cause they're like the non power five conference teams that are, that are ranked ahead. So what do you think about that? Yeah. So since I think is way more legit than BYU. If you look at who since played, um, they're in the American conference. And so the American conference has Tulsa who's ranked Houston, not bad. SMU, Memphis, Navy, UCF, like that, that conference may be better than the PAC 12, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> So that's why the ducks are low is as the answer there. And and Cincinnati's played six games, but I mean, Cincinnati's seventh. So I don't see the ducks won the Rose bowl last year. Like they're somewhat of a powerhouse in the PAC 12 these days. I would say like they deserve to have some respect on their name. A team like Ohio state's played one more game than the ducks and they're in fourth. Like, um, I think the ducks should be a little higher, but I do. I also think if the ducks keep winning, um, and and win the seven games or whatever and beat USC beat Washington for sure. Like, I think they have a shot. It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be between them, Texas A&M and then Clemson, Notre Dame, like Florida, maybe. Well, if Florida plays Alabama, I guess, I guess you're saying if Alabama beats Florida, then in the championship game. Yeah. Well, okay. So to your point, then, you know, Alabama and Florida are going to play and only one of them presumably is going to make it. And then we've been talking all season about how Notre Dame and Clemson are going to face off again. They're two and three. So like de facto loser of that game out of the college football playoff, um, like they're just not going to put those teams. So, I mean, I think they might though is the thing, like, because if Clemson wins that game and it's close, I think they're going to think both teams are worthy. If Notre Dame wins that game, then yeah, Clemson's Clemson's out. Um, if Clemson like 
which I think it might be the most likely scenario in this game is Clemson wins by like 17, like in is Notre Dame going to get in, um, in, in a game where they're like, don't get fully blown out, but like it Clemson's definitely the better team. Like that's where I think it's going to come down to Notre Dame, Texas A&M, maybe Cincinnati, Cincinnati and Oregon. And like, that's where the style points that you were talking about matter. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I like the way that the committee is doing it this year where, I mean, they're not looking at conferences cause all the teams like basically have games canceled and like they're all over the place and you can't do it. Like, okay. They've all like the ninth game of the season. Like here's where the records are. And that's some of the problems like I had with the committee, like a couple of years back where like they would put the undefeated teams over a one loss team. And it's like, just because they haven't lost doesn't mean they're a better team. Like if they were to match up, and so, like, I get the ducks are low, but like, I don't think they deserve to be higher right now. Like, maybe you could argue over BYU, but like, look at who's ahead of them. Indiana, they just put up a hell of a fight against Ohio State. Oklahoma was a little bit questionable. They were coming off that win of Oklahoma State. Yeah, that one I don't like as much. Miami's Miami. one of those teams. So Miami, I would say, is arguable. Like, it's 50-50. Um, Derek King is like pretty electric. Like, their offense is pretty good. Their defense is just what's kind of suspect. Um, Georgia's great besides their Dude, quarterback. Georgia, yeah, the, the yeah. Georgia should not be ranked ahead of the Ducks, in my opinion. Like they've got two losses; they've proven they're not amongst the elite in college football. Okay, like, so there's, some, there's some questionable <laughs> ones, but who deserves to be there for sure? I think it's Indiana, um, arguably Miami, arguably Georgia. I think Northwestern, Cincinnati, Florida, Texas A&M, and then the top four all deserve to be ahead of the Ducks. So far as we stand in the season. That being said, like if we yeah. run the table, win out, yeah, we have a shot. We still got a shot. It's just not yeah. a high shot right now. And then, so, I mean, it, it is rivalry week, rivalry week. That's hard to say in uh, college football. And we're getting Auburn, Alabama this weekend, Jerry, the, uh, the iron bowl, um, even with COVID and all that and everything, it's still happening. No Nick Saban though. Uh, yeah. He tested he tested positive. Positive. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Alabama lost this game last year. Auburn's five and two, but. I think Alabama's going to roll. And this uh, year, Alabama's so overwhelming. It's like they took, it was it last year and maybe even the year before? Not off because obviously they have an amazing program, but like Bama looks back. Like everyone's saying, oh, we want Bama, we want Bama. You don't want that smoke. Bama's nice this year, Tosh. You, I'm not sleeping on Alabama this season. Like I I get that you're going to have Clemson's like the top dog and Dabo's there and, and uh, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, presumably the number one overall pick and they have that program going. Uh, they had a lot of seniors graduate after they came back for their, you know, super senior season and Alabama looks like an unstoppable force. And so like, as much as I like to see the upsets in college football, and we all remember that famous kick six game, uh, it was that 2013 when Chris Davis ran it back a hundred yards. That was awesome. No one can forget that. Uh, I just don't see that happening this year and the game's in Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see this one going, going Auburn's way. Yeah. Um, I I think a better, the better upset shot though is uh Notre Dame and UNC. Uh what was UNC ranked? They're like 16, 17, 18, maybe somewhere in there. But uh um, Yeah, I think yeah, they're maybe nineteen. Yeah, but, but they're, they're legit. They're solid. They're legit. Yeah. And uh, like obviously Notre Dame should be favored and you know they have the better team, but you know, any given Saturday here, like I UNC, if I'm looking at one upset this week, like this is a fun game to watch. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. They they gave us a good slate of Friday games for college football. This one's on Friday. And yeah, I mean, Notre Dame is definitely the more talented team that, you know, more high recruits at every position, basically. But the one thing is Ian Book versus Sam Howell. Sam Howell, I think, is better than Ian Book. And, and a lot of times the quarterbacks, will, it, that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, 
so I, I don't hate the UNC get, uh, win here. And if UNC wins, like you can write Notre Dame off. I think like they're not, they're not beating Clemson if they lose this game. So yeah, um, like it's huge for them. Absolutely. Like they, they that, have to win. Yeah. That's a big game. So we'll, we'll stay tuned on that. Um, also Jerry college basketball is back. Huge college basketball guy right here. Check out two TV sports.com. The weekend spotlight, the road to the final four starts today, uh, Wednesday. And so we're going to have the, uh, the weekend spotlight covering a few of these games this weekend. And also, um, when, when you thought you had enough with college football, college basketball, and the NFL this weekend, TNT decided to drop in a little special treat, uh, Phil Mickelson, Charles Barkley versus Steph Curry and Peyton Manning, <laughs> as random as that is, the mat- the match is back on Friday, and I'm going to be covering that in the weekend spotlight as well. So the weekend spotlight is going to come out a little bit early this weekend, and, and you're going to have to tune in uh, to that as we have a ton of stuff this weekend. So. Yeah, the goal, the match, that match is so absurd, but I am excited. Uh, you, you like college basketball a little more than I do, but. I'll be excited to see those programs back underway. Uh, but before we get started on the NFL, and we're going to do it a little bit differently here, uh, hit that subscribe button. You'll uh, get the pod in your feed, and uh, you don't have to remember to search for it every single week. Give us a rating. Let us know what you think. You know, Check out 2tvsports.com, latest articles, takes, if you haven't done so yet. It's an awesome place. I'm sure you're going to love it. So, Tosh, let's get to it. The NFL, we've been a little bit cold lately, and people are always welcome to fade our picks. We love the controversy. We'll argue with you about anything. Uh, but this week, Tosh, we were thinking about it instead of giving the locks and the upsets of each one of us. Let's talk through these lines. Let's get, give the people into two upsets and two locks, you know? Uh, yeah. What do you think? Start with these Thanksgiving day games. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's, let's talk through these. Cause I think sometimes we, we pick games and we don't end up like your, one of us doesn't like the other one. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. So we're going to talk through these um and and get some ones that we both like and that are going to hit on so yeah let's start with thanksgiving so the uh, first game two- on thanksgiving is texans lines is matt stafford playing uh matt stafford is supposed to play kenny galladay might not be playing deandre swift might not be playing so i think we stay off this game until we know more to be honest yeah yeah so just for the people I mean, out there it's texans by three and I completely agree with you. I don't want to touch this game in any way. Like, I don't like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one, don't sleep on the quarterback matchup in this game. This might be two top five quarterbacks in the, uh, in the NFL. So, uh, that's what I got on that game. Let's go to, uh, the Washington football team at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by three points. The over under is 46. To be honest, I kind of like the over, Jerry. If we're going to bet this game, I might want to do that. So you want to go over. over instead. I See, I was leaning towards the Washington football team because the Cowboys are coming off that win against the Vikings. And, you know, the public loves to bet the Cowboys. Um, you know, and I think that they're just like a terrible team this year. And Washington is not great, but has like a semblance of a full team. I mean, I just think both these teams are too inconsistent to bet on. I mean, who really knows, like, who's going to show up. But I do think that, the Cowboys defense is pretty bad and 46 seems pretty low to me. I mean, I think yeah. the winner of this game is going to ha- probably be in the high twenties and I don't think it's going to be a blowout. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, this will give me a reason to watch this game. So yeah, let's, let's do the over on the, 
the Washington team in yeah, Dallas for that the intermediate game. Yeah, let's consider that over for sure for our picks. I think um, so. The, the Sunday night game, Tosh got canceled. There's no more Steelers Ravens. I'm I'm fucking pissed because the Ravens were the, my lock of the week. I've been telling you this for like well, three four weeks now. Did it? Didn't it get moved to? Uh, got moved to Is Sunday. It moved back? I think. Okay, I'll I'm double sure check it's moved on that. To Sunday. So let's. Why don't we just talk about that one now? Um, is the line up here for that or not? I don't think I think it's the, down the line must moved. not be. Yeah. The line must not be out maybe because of COVID. Um, but I, to be honest in this game, I really like the Ravens spread, like whatever it is. Um, yeah. as long yeah. as it's not like under three, I think this is a three point game. Yeah. Uh, and I know you like the Ravens too, right? Yeah, I'm all over. I would love them through the upset, but if you just want to put the money or, uh, uh, on the spread to cover I'm in. I'm in. Love the Ravens in this one. Okay. So those are the, I guess, the games that we're playing for Thanksgiving. Uh, Titans, Colts. Colts are favored by three and a half. Uh, the over under is 51 and a half. Anything you like in this one? No, because we just saw the Colts win against the Titans. And this is one of those like weird division games. And the Colts looked great against the Packers. And the Titans kind of struggled to beat the Ravens. And I think the line is pretty good at three and a half. And I don't, I don't like this one at all. Really? I, I kind of like the Titans. Um, I think the Titans are going to win this game and the three and a half is a little bit juicy too. See, I like the theory of like the two best teams in, in a division split usually. And so like if the Colts yeah. won the first one, then the Titans taking the second one. I don't think the, I agree. the Titans though, they worry me. They, they haven't looked good for a month now. And like, usually I'm just like, okay, they're going to ground and pound do some play action and these teams played two weeks ago. And like, I don't know. I'll, I'll think yeah. about this one. I'm a little worried about it though. I kind of like the over in that one too. Um, I think the Titans just playing some high scoring games. A lot of the yeah, time. Uh, I like that more than, than taking the Titans for sure. Okay. Um, Saints Broncos Saints by six 43 over under. I don't really trust Taysom Hill. And we saw that playing at mile high is never easy last week. So I don't really want any part of this. Okay, but. Let's, yeah, let's move on from this. I got one that, that I like just on a money line. If you want some easy money this week, uh, Los Angeles Rams taking on the Niners. Still couldn't even tell you who's on the Niners, who's healthy and playing. Uh, the Rams looked awesome. Mostert against- should be back though. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. He's yeah, he's quick and shifty, but I just don't know that it's enough to take on Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey and the rest of the Rams, you know, and I don't, especially that Rams offense. Like, I don't think the Niners defense can slow them down. So the spread seven, I don't know about it's a, it's one of those divisional games again, too. So I don't know about the whole cover of seven, but money line, some easy money to be made there. Yeah, I don't know. The Rams short week, Monday night football played a tough game. And the Niners coming off a bye already beat the Rams. Um, potentially figured some stuff out with all the backups over the bye. Like I, I right, stay away. Stay away. Right. <laughs> Let's stay away from that one then. Uh, this uh, one's really interesting. Forty-five though. That's kind of that's pretty low, yeah. but I don't know. Um, yeah, she's she's Bucks. That's maybe the best game of the week. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know what to make of Tampa Bay. Um, I guess when Brady plays against a team that doesn't rush him well, he's pretty good. And then their offense is good. Their defenses look really good against the Packers. But uh, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs, but I don't love the Chiefs in this game. So 
I just don't trust the Bucks in this game. And the Chiefs, yeah, I thought they were going to be better against the Raiders. Uh, I was kind of surprised that they didn't blow out the Raiders. And I guess that's just credit to the Raiders being better than I gave them credit for. Um, I don't really like this game as far as like the line goes. It's three and a half for the Chiefs on the road. Uh, I don't like betting against Mahomes and Bucks worries me. So I would have to lean Chiefs in that one. Um, and if they win, I think it's going to be more than three. So if, if I was going to take it, I think I would go Chiefs to cover this one. Yeah, I don't know. The Chiefs have been playing close games all year. They almost lost to some mediocre teams. I think the Bucks are, yeah. I mean, the Bucks crushed the Raiders. They proved they were better than the Raiders. So Chiefs have barely beaten the Raiders twice. Or the Bucks. Um, uh, the Bucks crushed the Raiders. Yeah, the yeah. Bucks crushed the Raiders a few weeks ago, and the, and the Raiders have seemed pretty equal to the Chiefs. So I don't know. I I don't want to bet against the Chiefs, but something tells me the Bucks are going to win this game. Is, is Tom Brady losing two games in a row? We could we could uh, we could make that the upset of the week. <laughs> the Bucks and the uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. I, Although I betting against Mahomes is so scary. I don't hate that though, but you're betting okay. on Tom betting against Tom Brady's scary. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a fun <laughs> one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll think about that. Um, Packers bears. I kind of like this one, to be honest, Packers minus eight and a half coming off a tough loss. Um, played well other than the four turnovers. Yep. And well, and, besides not really scoring in the second half too. That's yeah. brutal. But part of that was the turnovers, yeah. which was just, horrible um so yeah i think the packers are going to beat the bears just a matter of whether you want to go on the spread which is eight and a half which is pretty high for an nfl spread especially in the nfc north i mean i get that yeah. chicago can't score points but like their defense is rock solid that's true but also it might not be uh trubisky or Foles in this game it might mm. be the third string quarterback um and the third string quarterback in lambeau field on sunday night football and the cold that just I All right, let's hey, let's take the Packers, Packers, to, the let's take Packers to cover. Let's take them to cover. Let's fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. They're covering eight and a half. It is, they're winning by a lot. They, listen, they lost last is. week. They're coming out hot. Talk. I'm giving, I'm gassing you up for this game right now. Division rivalry. The Packers are at home coming off a loss, looking to get back on track. The Bears don't have a quarterback. Let's go, baby. Come on. Take the Packers yeah, to cover. We like it. Let's so let's put let's say that, but it, let's make sure that their quarterbacks aren't playing. Um, but a few Sunday, a few years, I think it was, what was it? Maybe 2017. It was Sunday night football, similar thing. The Packers were up 42, zero at halftime. So, uh, the bears still suck. They always suck. And I think, yeah, maybe let's bet against them. Um, last game, Monday night football is Seattle minus five at Philadelphia. Yeah. 50 Eagles, point over. I'm going to stop you right there. The Eagles are terrible and the Seahawks, I think are, much better than terrible, and the Seahawks are going to win this game, no doubt in my mind. I kind of, I kind of like. No, that. no, 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 no. You, you, you watch Carson Wentz. He's terrible. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I don't know why, but it's just the Philly. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be there's just there's going to be one game this season where they beat a good team, and everyone's going to be like, Philly's back, and, and this isn't it. And this is just not I the hope game. Not what about the what about the fifty over under? The 50 over low. under, uh, all these over under seem low to you. I like that. I like the, I like the taking the over on that. Um, can either yeah, of these the things stop the, each other? No, no. I mean, the defenses are just terrible. It's just, my issue is like, 
can Carson Wentz actually get the ball to these receivers in the end zone? Like, I think I saw him throw once to Fulgham and like once to Dallas Goddard, but like, he's so bad. And like, what's, I guess I, if the weather's clear in Philly, I like the over. I don't know what the forecast is going to be. Um, but if, if we're in this game, I don't, I don't want the over. I just want the Hawks in this one. Okay. So I guess let's go over what we liked. We liked over in Dallas, Washington, 46. That's in a dome Yep. as yep. well. So don't have to worry about the weather. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about, uh, some of these down here. I just realized, uh, Arizona, New England, Arizona minus two and a half at the Pats. Um, Jerry thoughts on that one, dude, we suck. We're so bad. Um, I, I think we're going to lose this game. Kyler's so awesome. Um, I, I don't know if you saw this too, but Stefan Gilmore chirped already at Deandre Hawkins being like, uh, they were like, uh, Twitter basically was like, Oh, who's going to win this matchup. And Gilmore goes, Oh, you know, who's going to win this matchup. And I don't know if you remember last year when D hop was on the Texans, he scorched Stefan Gilmore. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't like this uh, one. Sounds like you like the cards, but yeah, I, um, yeah. Well, they're my favorite <laughs> team to watch, but I'm, I'm definitely not going to be rooting I, for them. Like <laughs> go Pats. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I want to stay away. Let's not yes. put it against I'm not on at home cross country. Uh, Raiders at Falcons. Yeah. I That's like the, the Raiders. Raiders in this one. Uh, I like, yeah. well, okay. If you're going to look at the upside of the week, like the Falcons are always good candidate. They're always dogs and their yeah. offense is electric, but Julio looked kind of banged up. And the Raiders played the Chiefs close. And I'm like, I love using the Chiefs as a measuring stick. If you're close with the Chiefs, like I'm rolling with you against a pretty bad Falcons team. The Raiders have a lot to play for. The Falcons are going to get an upset or two down the stretch. So yep. maybe the Raiders, um, I don't know. It's a little, I don't like the three. I could see the Raiders winning by three and the spread is three. So, All right, let me give you this upset that I like. A different game if you don't like that one. I love, love rooting for the Chargers, our boy Justin Herbert. I love shitting on the Buffalo Bills, Chargers at Bills. Uh, it's plus 210, Tosh, for the Chargers to uh, to upset Buffalo on the road here. Yeah, we've got the Bills hater over here, but uh, yep. Chargers, they're, I, I like Chargers plus five and a half. Not yeah. sure about I, the, Okay, uh, so the, I don't like the upset but, thing about it because it's one of these West Coast teams traveling all the way east at the one o'clock spot. And we've seen that has not worked out well, especially going into Buffalo in November. So yeah, I heard this take though, about like West coast quarterbacks going to East coast, um, games where it's cold or something. And they're saying how Herbert, whatever Herbert's from Eugene and he's used to playing in the cold and rain. So I don't think that's going to affect him too much, but no, I don't um, buy that. I think the time, the timing though does. And uh, yeah. that, that, West East thing is real. That's a real thing that happens in the NFL. I don't know yeah. why, but yeah, every single week, every couple of weeks, you know, we have a better team coming East to face a worse team. And I'm not saying the bills are worse here, but this happens where the worst home team wins. When yeah. The best team is how about, so. how about dolphins minus seven, uh, at the jets? I don't know. Jerry. Dude, the jets, dolphins? didn't they have the backdoor cover on the chargers last week? Like yeah. the jet, I mean, they weren't close to winning the chargers were way ahead, but like they put up points. And so, the Jets offensive weapons are starting to like Crowder, uh, Mims, uh, Perriman. Those guys aren't Barrios. Those guys aren't terrible. Um, and I think like, I don't know, I I don't have confidence in Miami's offense. So I think it's a win, but yeah. So you want to stay away from that game and then let's get this last game, which I think we both are going to like, uh, for for our lock to put on. (laughs) Uh, okay. Last game we're going to talk about here. 
the New York football giants with our boy Danny, Danny Dimes. Dimes. There he is. And they're taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. We know, unfortunately, Joe Burrow is going to be out with this torn ACL. Wish he gets healthy soon. So much fun to watch. That Bengals O-line is terrible. Um, the Giants win this one, right? We're just going to take the money line. Minus 260, win some money here. I, I like that, Jerry. I'm, I might even be on the minus six, to be honest. I think the Giants win this game. They prove they're the best team in the, in the uh, NFC East, beating a Bengals team without Burrow. And, um, and they're going to be four and seven, tied for first place. Uh, I like the Giants. Um, so to recap here, uh, we like the Giants. Yep, maybe Giants bet on to cover. Them. We're betting on the Giants to cover. We also we like, like the over in the in the Washington Football Dallas Cowboy game. Yeah, Thanksgiving over yep. forty six. We like uh, Seattle. Yes, minus five. You like that, right? Yes. We like Packers minus eight and a half. Yeah, we love it. Love it, Pack. And we, I like Tennessee to win. Um, I don't know if you like that, but uh, that I think maybe sprinkle a little bit of uh, lettuce on there, but not too much. We, I don't know these these game that game worries me. The Colts defense we, is legit. We're gonna take two upsets. So, what are the two upsets? I think okay. one of them has to be Tennessee. I yeah, think. one of them is Tennessee. I'll take that one. Maybe if you're not as convinced. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, take Tennessee then for your upset. I like that. Uh, the other the two that I'm looking at that I kind of like are the car, uh, not the Cardinals. Um, the, the Washington football team at plus three against the Cowboys. I just think the Cowboys are terrible. Like oftentimes on Thanksgiving, they get all hyped up and all the boys fans, uh, are just left disappointed. But if you don't like that one, Tosh, do you like, you like Falcons more than the Raider over the Raiders then or chargers bills? We got, we're picking two upsets here. We know. got Tennessee one. Which one I do you prefer? I don't want to steer you the wrong way, but I warned you and J Rob about the Cowboys winning at Minnesota last week. True. And That's they true. won. And I think after the bye week with the backup quarterback in and all the change that's been going on there, I think that really helped them. And I think they're going to be playing a little bit better. Um, so I don't really want to bet on the Chargers there. Um, or on the uh cow on the Washington team there. Chargers, I don't hate, but don't love either. I don't like that um, West East East thing there. Yeah. Um, the so Bucks, that leaves the I Falcons. But I mean, either. the Bucks, I don't hate. If you want the Falcons, I don't hate that either. Um, the Jets are going to win a game this year, Jerry. I'm calling it. I don't know if you want that this week. <laughs> I think they're actively trying to go in 16. They're making some <laughs> very questionable calls on the field to get Trevor Lawrence. It's a, uh, it's a shit show watching the jets every week. What about, you want to go, you want to go, you want to do, do you want to do three locks here? And we one upset. We also, we also didn't talk about Cleveland, but I, re- I, I really like Cleveland spread with a uh, Mike Lennon at quarterback. So I think that might be my lock of the week. Ooh. Okay. So what are we doing? Are we are doing the four? The four. Yeah, let's do two locks and two upsets. Okay. I think we've got Cleveland uh, spread, Tennessee. Do you like Cleveland against Mike Glennon in Jacksonville? I think it was like six when I looked at it. Yeah, I do kind of like that. The Jags are frisky, but like they're on their third quarterback now, and the, the Browns play pretty well against bad teams, and they've been in a bunch of bad weather games, and I think they'll be fine. You know, they played. I don't know. If I think they're going to just run it down weather, their throats. And... Yeah. Yeah. They're the best run game. They'll be fine. 
I like that. Um, so I'm going to go Browns, Titans. We need two more. We both like the Giants. The, yeah, we both. Like I want the, the Giants in there. Yeah, Giants, Packers, sure. But th- then we're not so, doing an upset if we do, if we have that. So yeah. So what do you think? Do we want another upset? I mean, do you want Titans? I, I could take the Bucks. Kind of <laughs> like the Bucks. Uh, yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's just do the collective. I'll take. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Titans, Bucks as our upsets. And then the locks are Giants and are we doing Packers for the last one or are we doing um, Let's do Browns minus six. Browns? Okay. So we got Browns and Giants minus six, Titans to upset the Colts, and the Bucks to upset the Chiefs. I like that. That's a fun NFL week for us right there. Yep. And there's our lock and upsets of the week. Book it. We're due. We're going four four this week. Um and check out the Knicks Picks podcast, of course, for the rest of our NBA talk. Going to go more in depth on there. That's mainly an NBA podcast. So, uh, more on that over there. And check out 2TVSports.com. Be on the lookout for all of our uh, posts and everything we got on Instagram, on 2TVSports.com, on our Twitter. Uh, Jerry, fun podding with you today. As always, 2TV Sports, signing off the mic.